Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, Perfect. Mr. Mueller. Happy Tuesday. My tea's way too hot. It needs to steep. It's it's just it's McDonald's temperature right now. It just needs to cool mm. off a little bit. Yeah, well, we like it that way. Uh, I like, you know, if your tongue is not numb, you're not drinking coffee. That's what I like. So that's my <laughs> motto. Welcome to Social Media Edge. If you've never listened before, I think this is episode number. I have no idea. Hundreds, um, several hundreds. We've been on the air since uh, 2008. We did take a little hiatus, but uh, we've been back for well over a year now. And say hello to uh, Mike Mueller. Hello, Mike Mueller. Oh, that's me. Never mind. You did a great job. So we talk about things that are relevant to social media marketing primarily, uh, which bleeds a little bit over into blogging and <clears throat> use of other tools. Excuse me. I had a little frog in my throat this morning. Ribbit. And we uh, talk about tools, tips, techniques, tricks, lessons we've learned and that's what we're going to be talking about today mike came up with this idea last week what what spawned your brain to think about talking about the things that we've learned over the last few months mike well you know i think as as far as that goes when you get to the end of the year everybody does these it was really easy it was an easy decision on my part everybody gets to these you know uh, let's look back at our our year in review here's you know and i actually i did a blog post on you know my stats as far as uh i always look back at the end of the year and see my stats blogging and that kind of stuff and so this is absolutely perfect. Let's look back at our shows and look at what we learned. I hear somebody else talking. Some background. Yeah. We're sharing an office these days. Oh, it's okay. It's a new thing around here. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think that people actually recognize how much we actually learn uh, when we're doing the research for the, the mm-hmm. show and talking to our guests. And I learn a lot just by doing the research that actually never makes it onto the show. Yeah, there's so much. Um, I think one of the things that I learned about doing research that was actually a surprise, and, and my wife kind of mentioned this to me. She said, what's this about the colored things or something? And I looked it up, Facebook. <laughs> help me Help me understand this one, Mike. Mm-hmm. Facebook users can now add background colors to their status updates. <laughs> oh, as 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 we move more towards a, um, uh, oh, I just blanked on it. Uh, uh, <laughs> before Facebook, a, I, I was going to say GeoCities, but that's not exactly what. <laughs> that is definitely before Facebook. Yeah, as we move towards a more of a a yeah a MySpace is what I was looking for uh, world. I do not, I do not welcome 
<laughs> the future of, oh, color and everything else that might go along with it. But Well, now you mentioned MySpace. And some of the listeners may not know. By the way, if you're listening live, get over into the chat room. Just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash smedge and click on chat. And um, Mike is in the chat room there to entertain you. I'm in there just to uh, be the bad guy. No, that's not true. Uh, Talking about MySpace, for the the listeners that don't know, that never participated in MySpace, which is now primarily music uh, venue only, it got quite ridiculous. It was an early version of Facebook, Twitter-ish, uh, although they're not related, that allowed people to do some pretty heinous things. I, I don't know, Mike. I kind of miss the 300-gigabyte uh, uh, animated graphics that people would load their pages up with. How many times did you go to MySpace and your browser crashed? <laughs> Exactly that, and you know, it, and it was, and it was just because everybody wanted to really personalize, um, you know, their their page on MySpace, um, mm-hmm. and you know, loaded up with graphics. I mean, on the good part, you had to do it in I, I'm going to say simple HTML, so mm-hmm. people learned how to almost work with HTML, which was kind of a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, at least to a degree. Now, every time I think of MySpace, for some reason or another, I think of glittery pink backgrounds, snowing rainbows, and winking unicorns. Is that about right? (laughs) Exactly that, yeah. (laughs) So what Mike's saying is, and Facebook is kind of going that way. Well, it it is kind of. I mean, in that way, I I really like the... the, the the idea that you know you can you can somewhat personalize and you know it, it's great that you could upload pictures and do all that kind of stuff in Facebook, but I'm just not so sure about doing a status update and then coloring your background. Now <laughs> you can you know what you know apparently what you're going to be able to do is you know pick from a certain amount of colors or you can kind of go to a gradient kind of thing and 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 that kind of thing, but. Eh, I'm just uh I want to I want to go through status updates a little bit faster than that. And if there's images, of course we all know images and video stop people in their tracks and they get so much more engagement. I don't think color is going to do that. No, I'm not going to pause for color. The only reason and I haven't even used it yet. I I haven't played around with it. The only reason that I could think that I might want to use that would be Number one, some sort of a brand identity. Uh, And number two, just to try to make my posts stand out more than other people's posts, which is exactly what we got into uh, that kind of led to the demise of of MySpace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of updates happened on Facebook over the last several months. Uh, I know that uh, there were several that actually rolled out uh, just in the last 30 days. I don't even really know what all of those those were. Uh, I know there's a lot of concern, and I think it's uh, it rightfully so among the friends of ours who just love to share politically motivated news. Uh, mm-hmm. th- their real news might get censored as fake news because of the array of folks that – 
uh, Facebook seems to have gravitated towards to help police that. I, I think that's a worthy concern, but is it worth it? I mean, <laughs> I really don't know what to do about that. I know that there's an awful lot of it that uh, shows up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm not really sure that it's, it's, I don't know. I don't even know what to think about that one. That's something we'll just have to watch roll out. Any thoughts on that worth sharing? Yeah. You know what? I'm, so I, I have a whole lot of thoughts. So I'm really <laughs> against um, fake news and, and um, you know, as is everybody, everybody's going to say, Hey, I'm really against fake news, but I actually took a hiatus from Facebook in part to people sharing obviously fake news. Now, yes. given that, as far as that goes, uh, I'm going to say I don't think it's up to Facebook to be, and I don't want the censorship. And I'll, I'll tell you why I don't want the censorship because I believe that most, you know, if, if how do you censor that? How do you go about that and make sure that you're not just you just you just didn't turn off. Uh, somebody who had actual real news um, that was, you know, nobody else is covering. Okay, that's great. Nobody else covered this, or I'm the first one to report this, and I'm not a mainstream kind of guy or a blog or a website or what have you. I don't want that censorship to happen. I think that the censorship should come from, if anything, from the people themselves. And Facebook is kind of doing that in a way. By you know, if something comes up, you can flag it as fake news, and then their people will look at it and fact check, go through all that kind of stuff, and then and then flag it to the public as that. But I'm Which just not also, a big fan. And I agree, I absolutely agree. I don't think it's their place to to uh, censor everything. Uh, and you know, you mentioned that uh, people could flag posts. Uh, that's also Prime for abuse because if you get a whole bunch of people together, as happens, and say, "Well, let's mm-hmm. go flag everything that this company puts out," and uh, yep. Facebook will go through. So, I think really, and I wrote about this probably two years ago. Uh, the real thing to do is have an educated public, and <clears throat> Mike, we're probably not ever going to have that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we try. You know, we you listen try. to the show, and you should be a much better um, uh, citizen of the net. A netizen. A netizen. Um, yeah. So I don't even really know what all the Facebook updates have been over the last several months because there have been many of them. But uh, in all in all, I think it's uh, mostly better. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's uh, still the giant. The, it's the... Uh, it's not even the 500-pound gorilla in the room. It's the room itself uh, with over a billion users. But I, I think I said on the last show, uh, if uh, if I had the money right now, this would be the time to take on Facebook because I think there are some chinks in the armor that uh, somebody could actually – I don't know if they could turn them into MySpace, but they could definitely give them a run for the, for the money. What else, looking back on this year, uh, can you think of that uh, – really struck a chord with you well i think i i'm gonna go to our and if you listen to our show um last week we talked a little bit about virtual reality and i'm gonna say uh the 360 degree videos or Mm -hmm. images 
um, or the panoramic images in mm -hmm. Facebook. Since Facebook is a hub um, of of all these kind of things, I'm so glad that they brought that and they brought animated gifts this last year. Um, you know, to the stream. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that's great technology. Yeah, and you know, Mike, I didn't know this, but uh, over Christmas, we had uh, we have our annual Christmas event at our house, which was really fun this year because Christmas and Hanukkah uh, on the same evening. Uh, we had a house full, and I took a panoramic photo, not a 360 photo, and uploaded it to our private family Facebook group. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm used to seeing, if you go to visit the the page after you post a panoramic view, you see this really wide image. Well, all I saw was a Christmas tree, and I said, I think I've posted the wrong thing. And then I noticed the little 360 icon was in the corner. It treats panoramic yeah. photos just like a, a 360 photo. You didn't tell me that yeah. was coming, Mike. No, I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> uh, but, but it was I good. That. I had to I yeah, I had to update my post and say, you can scroll inside of the photo to see everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we talked about this year, we even had a very special guest on to discuss how to handle this, uh, is when you do something kind of dumb mm -hmm. in social media, uh, what should your reaction be? And I think we came to the conclusion that you need to own it. Fess up, deal with it, apologize if that's necessary, uh, apologize personally if that's necessary, make the corrections, and move on. Did I learn that correctly? Uh, you did, and uh, we even brought on an expert, uh, uh, Brandy, Brandy Young, and mm -hmm. she talked exactly to that. She did, and it seems that it happens among all sizes of businesses. We were talking about individuals where it certainly happens, and you can make a worldwide splash that you really uh, don't want to make ever. You just <laughs> There are certain things you want to be known for. You know, they used to mm -hmm. say there's no bad publicity, but there may be no bad publicity for uh, rock and rollers, but there's bad publicity for, for other folks. <laughs> Oh, uh, newsflash, in fact. Uh, oh, check this out, Mike. How would you like it if you posted a negative review on some software, and not even an extremely negative view, just kind of a questioning review, and the company bricked your software? And really? Yeah. So, uh, well, the other the other day there was a new there was a new uh, Mexican food place in town that opened up. I went, and I left one of my first ever, I think, two-star Yelp reviews. I just mm -hmm. felt so compelled. I was just so disappointed. I didn't give them one star. I guess I guess that's not so bad. Uh, but if you look at my reviews, uh, I don't write a whole lot, but if I do tend to write, I tend to accentuate the good. Sure. Um, that's just me, and I don't want to ne necessarily write a poor review, but this was just because it was brand new. Um, you know, I wanted to give them some benefit of the doubt, but I wrote a bad review on Yelp. I'll say it. Hmm. Uh, which is unusual for you. And by the way, I think everyone gets one star for participation. Uh, and then you, you build on top of that. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, don't be surprised, Mike, if you show up to eat there again and there's a photo of you and you have been banned from the premises. 
I don't know if I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> Not but I might worry. become internet famous because of that, huh? You may. It's possible. Uh, well, there's a thing that's called the non-disparagement clause, and it's in most software. And I'm assuming it's possibly even in the code of conduct for specific um, locations, such as malls, uh, office mm-hmm. buildings. And uh, this particular company, it's a, a ham radio software, something to monitor uh, listening things. And I guess this has been going on for a few months. Uh, but the, uh, the, the commenter had tried to work through the system, and he left a comment on their page. It wasn't just out in social media. Uh, and basically, he just said, look, I see that you spent a lot of time on this. Uh, but it's terribly user unfriendly and it's not stable. Please make sure you t- address those things before pushing it to market. I'd expect bugs in a free version, but when I upgraded, it was just as bad as it was when it was free. Sorry, guys, tried to love it. It's just not worth the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh, the next time he tried to use his software, well, what happened was they said, we apologize. Download this patch and it will take care of it. Well, yeah, it took oh. care of it all right. Oh. Uh, yeah, it bricked it. Uh, you can check that article out over on uh, uh, Tech Dirt. Just look up Company Bricks User Software, and you'll see the one that I'm talking about. Could you imagine if you made a comment to uh, uh, Microsoft and disparaged their operating system? Or, f- for goodness sakes, if you'd been a Mac user and just lambasted them for the last 20 years, and all of a sudden you discovered that Windows 10 is pretty cool after all? And as soon as you registered it, they said, oh, that's that guy from Twitter that uh, had nothing good to say about us. Uh, Let's let him get his computer loaded up with everything, and then let's trash it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice response. Strange strange goings on. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to look back at a couple more things and see what we learned. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then... I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hey, you know, Mike, a little minute ago, you mentioned something about video making people a little bit more aware of what's happening in your posts. Uh, I think that's a lesson that we keep learning over and over is that video is extremely powerful when it comes to marketing. Uh, 
what was the statistic that we came up with? I think uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did a video episode that mm-hmm. someone had determined that a, a video is one minute or a 30 second videos were 4 million words. That was some mm-hmm. college study that had been done. Yeah. Uh, you're a video guy. So how do we get people to hang on to the fact that video is actually crucial to online marketing? You know, that's, and that's, you know, that's, that's the tough one is getting people to get into video um, and make that leap and, and jump into it because it, it's, it's not that I've ever parachuted, but it's kind of, I'm going to say, you know, skydiving. It's kind of like skydiving. Um, (laughs) You don't really know until you actually let go of the airplane. And (laughs) then you can tell if you really like skydiving. Um, but you know, with video, you've got to, and it doesn't have to be elaborate video. It can be very simple video. And we've talked numerous times over the past year, years since 2008, years and years about video. It's always been a hot topic as far as that goes. And you've got to, like I said, there's many different types and you don't have to spend the big bucks. You don't need a big gritty green screen and, you know, do all this kind of stuff. But every business should have some aspect to their video. And now that YouTube has the ability, you can get a custom URL for pretty much any one of your channels. I don't know if, if we should cover that, but that's kind of related too. Definitely no, you should get should. into video. I think, I think you should cover that. I think that's important for folks to know. Well, um, YouTube, and this is just, this is, I'm going to say almost breaking news. This is really hard to get a custom URL for YouTube. Hey, follow me on YouTube forward slash, you know, something really simple. Um, And that was really hard to do uh, when you were starting a new channel or, or what have you. You had to get up to a certain number of views and subscribers and things like that. Well, now uh, you can request a custom URL. Nice and simple, and it doesn't have to go off of your Google+, Plus, which was also one of the requirements when they came out with Google+, Plus, is, hey, if your Google+, Plus is, you know, your profile, Mike Mueller, then you had to be Mike Mueller on YouTube if you're starting a channel there. And uh, they just made it a whole lot simpler. Nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the other things that we've talked about this year that has really exploded, especially since Snapchat made it so popular, is the live streaming or uh, quick replay type video. Mm-hmm. For me, I have to say the jury is still out to see if it's worth the investment of time, um, especially for the disappearing videos. Instagram right. has always had the ability to upload short videos, uh, but they now offer a, uh, what are they called on Instagram? You do those, stories. Mike. Stories. They're called stories. Facebook has live, uh, Facebook Live. Of course, Instagram still has theirs. Um, Twitter has a similar thing. It's the rage, and it's a very, uh, I don't know, it's the thing today. I, I really don't know if it's going to stick around as long as people think it does. And that's just a feeling that I have based on the fact that if it's not making money, for the corp company or organization mm-hmm. that's providing it, it's not going to stay. 
So how's it going with your, uh, with your Instagram stories? Well, I did. Um, so Instagram stories, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, I, um, I have a big battle between Instagram and Snapchat. Uh, in that, I've got quite a few um, followers on Instagram, and that all bleeds over from real estate. And because Instagram is owned by Facebook, uh, you get notifications. Hey, your, your Facebook friend, Mike Mueller, is on Instagram and lead you right over to my channel. Problem is I use my channel for mountain biking and <laughs> mountain bike pictures and, and things like that. And so totally uh, off off as far as, you know, the, the message that I'm sending out on Facebook or, or what have you business-wise. But that said, um, I played with Instagram stories. Now, Instagram stories are different in that you can – uh, it, you can do a number of different images. You can put text over the top. You can do video. Uh, they're short as far as that goes, as far as videos. But they show up at the top of your Instagram bar on on a phone. And so that kind of sets you apart from just being in the stream. If you do an Instagram story, it's up there for 24 hours to all of your friends. And all they have to do is just click on your little your little bubble of your face and it plays that story. And it goes on the next story and goes on the next story. And then they're gone in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like Snapchat, theoretically they're gone. Well, I didn't get much traction. I, I tried and I tried and I'm going to say I didn't get much traction on that. I think that's going to be pretty standard except for we did. We had a guest earlier in the year and uh, I apologize. I had to go look up her name, Sonny Leonard Uzi. Uh, who has a very successful Instagram uh, channel. Mm-hmm. And she and a couple of other people do Instagram training and evidently are quite successful at it because they're traveling around the world uh, doing Instagram training for organizations and, and, and or not Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, really, that's about the only thing I see that's super successful on there. I think it's kind of like YouTube. You know, you've got some stars that rise to the top. You've got YouTubers that make millions of dollars a year uh, mm-hmm. doing nothing but YouTube videos. And you've got snappers that uh, are doing very well uh, as a result of their of their Snapchat. But I think for the general users, uh, folks like you and I, you've really got to weigh your weigh the results from the amount of time that it takes. Um, the ones that I see that are doing very well are quite regimented at uh, when and how often they post. And I haven't been on Snapchat in a while, but uh, the last time I was there, I noticed that the ones that were excelling had as many as 20 or 30 snaps per day. That's, uh, that's quite a bit of time, Mike. That is a huge time investment. Yeah. And I don't know if folks know this or not, but uh, it's pretty easy to do some automation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I use a product called Buffer. It's I think it's $10 a month or something like that. And it just really helps me organize my thoughts. Uh, a lot of times when I'm reading a news story, I'll share it. I'll put it in my Buffer and let it share later. Uh, I always monitor responses. So if someone responds to me, I'm right there to, uh, to respond to it. I kind of use it almost as a social bookmark because I was looking for something the other day and I remembered that I'd tweeted it and I used buffer. 
So I went back into Buffer and I searched for it and I found it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So those other things you can't really automate those. You can't automate Instagram uh, uh, stories. You can't automate Snapchat. You can't automate, obviously, Facebook Live, uh, which I've probably watched. I I know I have. I've watched more Facebook Live events than I have uh, Instagram stories. You know what? I probably have, too. I'll I'll go with that. And I think the Facebook Live, people want to be in the moment. You know, as far as that goes, and I think as far as brands go, because your page can do a Facebook Live, not your profile. I mean, your profile can too, but what we're talking about is your Facebook page, your the business side, can do a Facebook Live, and uh, you're seeing more and more of that in your stream. I think it gets a little bit more traction. People want to be in the moment. I want to be, hey, what's going on right now kind of thing. I did, I watched uh, I don't know how many Santa parades I watched this year on Facebook Live, uh, and uh, you know seeing uh, Santa come to town, at least six uh, from mm-hmm. across the nation, uh, quite a few uh, puppy uh, videos going on there. Uh, you know we talked a little bit earlier about uh, what you and I agree is censorship on Facebook. You know censorship also came to Twitter. But Twitter is not handling it. They allow the user to censor out specific words. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to use that because any of the words that I would possibly pick might be included in a tweet that I really want to use. I'm going to guess that the number one censored word this year, Mike, would you, would you, do you know what I'm thinking? Uh, Bieber? <laughs> no, his uncle, Donald. <laughs> if we can see the stats on block words, I'm guessing Trump is probably either at the top of the list or very near the top of the list. If you find out where we can get a copy of that list, I'd love to look at it. <laughs> uh, Facebook has the same thing, filters. A lot of people don't realize that. It doesn't come from Facebook. It's an actual plug-in that you put in your, uh, into your the browser add-on. Browser, mm-hmm. yeah. And I played around with that early last year just for fun, <laughs> for kind of the same reason you took a hiatus from Facebook. And uh, I, I couldn't. I had to turn it back off because I was afraid I would miss something that was uh, it was really critical to my life on Facebook, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else, Mike? What looking back jumps out at you? Um, you know, I'm going to say uh, it's a recurring um and maybe 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 it's not uh, something that sticks out, but it sticks out to me because it hasn't changed. Uh, have a plan. Uh, if you're in business and you're looking at social media, don't just sign it off to because we've talked about it so much. Don't just sign off to uh, just hire a somebody who you found on the internet or maybe they found you sending you spam and they're going to manage all your social media. Um, Don't, don't do that. And uh, if you are going to play in social media, create a plan that fits your business and fits the clientele that you're looking to engage with. And that's the whole thing. It's still engage with your, your potential customers. Yeah. I agree. Uh, If you have to, take a class. If you are very busy and you do need to hire someone, make sure you manage them. 
Uh, I know that a, a company that I did quite a bit of development for over the last several years has hired a social media person. And I look at some of the tweets or some of the Facebook posts that they make, and I don't get it. So make sure that you're mm-hmm. managing uh, what those people say. In fact, I've already discussed with the gentleman that he needs to work with his social media person to plan uh, what is said. He needs to read them and approve them before they are said. Because um, once it's out, it's out. Yeah. I think we've learned that every year. It, it, you can't take it back. You can't put the burps back in the pig, Mike. <laughs> can't squeeze the toothpaste back into the tube. Cannot do it. I've tried that. I'm sure we could go on for hours and hours of things that we've uh, that we've learned. But uh, in the in the sake of time, and uh, the sake of getting back to. Uh, blowing leaves off the driveway since it's uh, one of those kind of days. What's one more thing that you need to leave the folks with on this show uh, and hope that they take it in and, and run with it? I'm, I'm going to say, and I, and I, I think you're just setting a softball because we kind of just, we kind of <laughs> covered it a little bit earlier. I don't do that. <laughs> Take a leap. Don't don't stay in your comfort zone, especially if you're one of those types that you know you're never going to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, take a leap and and get into video. And I I say that wholeheartedly. Just explore your options. Make it you know if you're going to do a, a New Year's resolution for your business, make it video. <laughs> I concur. I think that's a great idea. It's not that expensive to get into it. In fact, I picked up a, uh, a stereo microphone HD 1080p Logitech uh, camera, which I'm actually using for my microphone in the studio today. Uh, oh, wonderful. Bucks, $100. Uh, mm-hmm. you, pay, you pay that much for a Yeti microphone that doesn't have an HD camera in it. That's true. So, I got yeah. one sitting here. <laughs> get it. Absolutely. Uh, that's all I've got for this time, uh, Mike, but I uh, hope that folks will be back with us next week. Well, and next week we start, it's a whole new year, and uh, our our commitment to our listeners next year is we're going to have a whole lot more guests, and we're going to have a whole lot more in-depth conversations. I'm all about that. Let's make it happen. Uh, say bye, Mike. <gasps> bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. Thanks, Kevin Cloud, for that music.